And welcome, welcome, ladies and gents, to the mixer. It's your boy, Black, also known as SSSS Black, also known as Nico Robin and Eris Scarlet's Purse Holder, also known as the Wholesome Anti-Hero, also known as Aphrodite's Titty Holder. We are in this thing once again for another episode of The Mixer. And today, I'm running solo dolo, but not really because I got one of the members of the It My Gang Gang also with me today and one of my... How do I even explain this? Just this is my little bro, y'all. Honestly, he he's been part of my life for a while, and it's always good when we get to talk anime together. So, your boy Prince, hello, welcome to the mixer again for the first time in a long time. How you doing, my brother? You're, um, yeah, you know what it is. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all not gonna be able to see my face. It, it is what it is. I'm working on it. Um, certain certain. It's just streamer. You know what? Let me knock this stuff. Um, but yeah, no, nah, you know how it is. You know it's always good to, to be on my mix. So you know the history we have with this, uh, with each other, and also with this uh, platform. So I'm um, I'm happy to be here to fill in, especially for Steve while he takes the time off because this is his birthday week anyway. You know, mm-hmm. at the time of this recording, his birthday is tomorrow, the 18th, which is Wednesday. So um, that's pretty. That's pretty dope. Uh, like I said, everybody, you kind of know me. You see my face or heard my voice plenty. Um, I have my own po- podcast, the Osin A podcast, which we talk more sports, culture, uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. Um, of course, you know me on Inside the Mind of a Blurred. Gang, uh, gang. As, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm there. It mob, you know how we do. Um, anime Lately. Um, I'm part of Anime Lately, part of Careful for Spoilers. Um, you know, I, I work behind the scenes with Spicy Lady. Um, so I got my hands in many pots. Yeah, I'm the jack of all trades kind of deal, but in the sense of I'm just always in the background of other people's projects, just assisting them as they uh, see necessary, as they see fit uh, with the talents that I've been nurturing and growing. You know, uh, I love I love the shit I do. I love editing podcasts. It's fun. I love being able to talk about basically everything nerdy under the sun, you know? Mm-hmm. They talk anime manga because you 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 know how we came you know how we always used to talk about anime and manga in the group chats me you know you, Tim you know G rest in peace to, to the homie mm-hmm. um like so now we get to do it publicly bro this is rather <laughs> to listen to so, exactly so it's like a a long time coming for us you know anime manga TV film movies comics like. Whatever, whenever we do it all. Um, yeah, I know lately this this last two seasons, spring and summer season, I've been very very lax on my anime watch. Um, kind of having that burnout. Um, even with my manga, actually for a moment, for about three months, I was only keeping up with. It was when JJK went on hiatus. I was mm. only keeping up with My Hero, One Piece, and. Um, Dr. Stone okay. and the others I kind of let build up. Kaiju number eight, I was also keeping up with because that that drone slot. Have you have you read that yet? I have. And pause before we get into it and we get the podcast really, really ruined. As always, as I do with every episode, we do the mixer in remembrance of my boys Dentonator. Um, this goes back pretty far, and um, my boy Prince obviously knows why and how the mail not connection started. So we always do in remembrance of Stentinator. 
Stan, we really holding this thing down, dog. You would be happy to see the way that we've blossomed and how things have picked up, dog. And you already know, you know, everything's done in memory of you. And we always hold it down down here when we talk anime and stuff. So you would be proud of us. And this episode, for sure, you would enjoy the most. So, mm-hmm. but now we got that out the way. Um, yeah, no, Kaiju number eight, I have been reading. I think maybe I'm like a chapter behind, but I've been reading that. Oh, like, yeah, it's been that, I relate to Kaiju number eight for sure because it's lit. It's lit. He's around our age, and it's yeah. like, bro, like it's easy to relate to somebody that's in their 30 something becoming a hero out the blue, bro. It's easily relatable. So, yeah, Kaiju number eight, I know when that gets animated, that's gonna be wild as all hell. I'm enjoying the hell out of Kaiju number eight, and yeah, man, like the 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 shows that we weren't expecting are getting animated, but also the yeah. shows that are becoming more popular are starting to pick up pace. And yeah. for sure in the fall, the fall is going to bring a lot of anime that we've been waiting on. So people are excited, people are like energetic about it, and you can see it on Twitter. You can you can start filling the build. And yeah. Summer's giving us some good watches, but. Everybody's sort of expecting it for fall because there's a lot of stuff that's coming. Because historically, of fall is is the yep. banger season of, of yep. all the seasons. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, yep. But I will say, well, even before that, one thing I've started to like, because um, you know, recent anime news such as Crunchyroll and Funimation getting together, mm-hmm. but also uh, Webtoon has been making some moves in terms of they just uh, uh, signed a deal with DC. So we're going to oh. get comics in webtoon format. So nice. that's going to be pretty, pretty fun. Um, but yeah, also the other thing too is that Biz Media just today dropped um, that Cruella manga that's based mm-hmm. on the Disney movie. And I'm just, I'm really liking the the growing marriage between uh, manga and Western media. Like it's it's becoming exciting. I'm not sure I'm a people yes. Cruella manga. I watched the movie. It was, I enjoyed it. Um, but how often are we saying like, oh, you know, manga artists doing uh, uh superhero crossovers yeah, yeah. and oh, then even kind of a lot and then even like uh uh marvel dc artists doing like manga uh mm-hmm. showing manga artists of love too such as one piece my hero like i'm mm-hmm. enjoying the basically the rise of anime and manga in the states yes most importantly so that's that's really fun but um yeah in regards to this season Spring season, there's still a lot of shows that I ended up dropping or putting mm-hmm. on pause, such as To Your Eternity from the spring season, um, mm-hmm. Joran, Princess of Blood and Snow mm-hmm. has been on pause. Tokyo Revengers has been on pause just because I read the manga. And, you know, we discussed this before. When I read the manga, right, I usually end up dropping the anime as a result because I like to read more. Um, and y'all sort of slowly got me trickling into that, too, because... Now, with me reading My Hero Academia, I'm like, yeah. I know it's coming, but yeah, man, like, I do I have to watch it? No, but it's part of my routine to watch the anime no matter what. So, yeah, even if I've read something, I always watch the anime just to see how it's done, and that allows me to critique it a little bit differently because I'm like, okay, well, if the manga did this, why is the anime going that route? And yeah. I had a We'll talk about it because Peach Boy Riverside, everybody knows oh, yeah. about it. But we'll break that down a little bit more later. But yeah. I always watch the anime somehow, some way, and I'm like, okay, let's see how it's gonna go. But yeah, man, there's been a lot of the once you read something, it's almost like, do I have to watch this? No, not really. But again, I'm a sucker for anime, so I end up watching it. Yeah, and that's that's what's exciting. Because I know, you know, you know I read One Piece. I right. haven't watched the I haven't watched the manga since uh 
before Whole Cake Island finished. Oof. But I know I'm I'm gonna jump back in. I think specifically for episode one thousand. Thousand, yep. Yeah, because that's the rooftop um yep. Uh, episode. Yep. And I think I think I watch it just for that episode because it's yo, know, it's episode one thousand, it was chapter one thousand. Mm-hmm. But also I'll jump back into the manga when the Wano arc is concluded because mm. I feel like seeing it in, in its fullness, being able to binge Wano would be more enjoyable because reading it week to week, I haven't had issues, but you know, reading, you just, you just get impatient, right? Yeah. You know, I love Tokyo Revengers the manga, but I have picked up three new anime for this season. One of okay. them is Shaman King. Because they dropped it on Netflix, and now I can binge that. Because remember, yeah. we talked about that. Similar to One Piece, how One Piece, like the anime, I haven't watched uh, like in a while as well. But for sure, in December, when I know that the episode one thousand is going to get closer, I'm going to binge all of it because I have, I yeah. stopped watching it right around the Odin backstory. So I'm oh, like, okay, okay, I'm gonna yeah, be yeah. able to enjoy the Odin backstory. And I heard that was fire. That yeah. Anime no, it, was they did a great job with that, mm-hmm. so I might have to go back and watch that too because everybody was. I remember the TL was just like, "Yo, this older backstory is lit," yes. and the clips I saw looked really, really good. Really nice. So I'm like, "Cool, I'm gonna get some good binging." And it's been a while since I've binged One Piece because literally I've been watching One Piece week to week since I caught up on my binge. Like, I don't know how many years ago. So it's like, wow, like a binge of One Piece. I haven't had that in a long time. So it's bringing a little bit of like, okay, well, I. I didn't watch it because I ended up reading it, and now I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be a fun binge because I haven't watched it in roughly, like, 20, 30 episodes. And by the time Chris, like, you know, December comes, it's going to be, like, 40 episodes. So it's going to be a fun binge to just watch mm-hmm. all of Wano unfold, and then they'll be closer to the rooftop, and we all know what's going to happen, so we don't want to spoil it. But it's just, like, it's going to be really nice to see it all unfold. But, um, yeah, it's going to be nice. And that goes also with... um. You were saying, um, what was the other one? Tokyo, not Tokyo Revengers, but the other. Uh, oh, other Shaman one. King. Shaman King. Yeah, we yeah. all watched it when we were younger, but yeah, actually, so. it's a different reboot of it. And I watched the first episode and didn't touch it. So and now I have something to binge. Yeah. Who me as a person watches everything every week, so it's like cool. I got some binges I can take on. on so, do you vaguely remember when it first came out? Then, referring to Shaman King. Yeah. Yeah. It came out, okay. We talk about the anime, or we talk about the that, like back in the anime, day. The anime back in the day. The anime back in the day. I vaguely remember when it dropped. I just know it was part of Fox Kids. Yeah, and did so it was popular it? back then. I did watch it back okay. then, and I remember getting to the end of it with some of the final battles of it. But Dude. again, that was who like yeah, that was early two thousand. Yeah, I, we're yeah. talking about twenty years ago. Yeah, you know, so it's like okay, the refresher of it. And after watching the first episode, I'm like, yeah, this is nostalgia all over. Yeah, here. it is for sure. That binge is going to be epic because that's sixteen, seventeen episodes in. That's going to be fun. To Thir- so yeah, no, it's thirteen episodes right now on Netflix. They put okay. the first season thirteen episodes. Um, okay, but do you remember when we meet Faust, the uh, and what he did to um, Manta? I sort of vaguely remember. I'm not gonna act like I remember directly, but I do remember those names. So when you said they censored I, the shit out of that in because uh, you're because because uh, spoiler alert, spoiler. It's it's a minor thing. Um, and since you watched it already, it's just right, gonna right. refresh your memory. But uh, when Faust and Yo, because that's the second match for for Yo, right, uh, right. in the start of the Shaman King tournament. Faust sees Manta and is like, because you know Manta is abnormally small. Right. So he decides to start dissecting him 
while alive. We remember mm. in the original manga, they showed us like his actual like right inside. This one, they don't even they they show you that he's doing it, but you never see the lower half of his body the entire time. And I'm like, oh wow, you know, something minor. I'm like, I get it, but like out of everything that we've gotten in in anime and manga, it seems like a weird thing to censor. Is yeah. it um is that only on the Netflix version or is that that's that's like, on the Netflix version? So then there's a possibility that the normal version that's going on where they probably showed from it. Japan, they probably showed it. So okay. that means that I'll probably watch it through different channels, not the Netflix version, just so I can get the full grasp of it coming from yeah. from the act from Japan and it'd be like, okay, it won't be censored nine so Yeah, it felt weird. I was like, of all things to censor, like I wouldn't really censor anything in Shaman King. It wasn't right. anything that egregious. Right. I mean, even the uh the four kids version, because remember, four kids censored stuff. They yeah. showed that. I remember seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if four kids didn't censor it, I don't see what Netflix was, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but then of course, as you know, just very recently I binge and caught up on Battle Game in five seconds. Yes, yes. As well as uh, <laughs> Edith and Deity's Only No Peace. And yes. bro, both of them are really, really fun. I mean, I'm, glad, I'm glad the recommendations help because they are right. two very fun enemies to watch. Yeah, let's start. Let's start with Battle Game in five seconds because first of all, you you've been pushing that for ever since it was announced. <laughs> you've been pushing that ever since it was announced. I have been, and yeah. so I I watched the first episode because you was with me in the PS in the PS chat while I was mm-hmm. watching it, and I just what I love about it is like, yo, it's not just a simple battle type anime. Because this strategy, like with the MC, his ability is like, yo, so this man is going to have to be playing chess this entire yeah. time. And then by episode six, I'm like, oh, okay, so now <laughs> we expanded stuff. Yep. And now we getting stuff shaking and moving with the different mm-hmm. factions. I'm like, I bet, like, because like I said, I've been in an anime burnout for right. the last two anime seasons. And this one, I'm picking up. I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep this up. Because I, I forgot to say this. The only anime I've been following has been Welcome to Demon School, Irumakun. Oh, we will I, talk about that. We, 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 we that. will talk about that. Because, yeah, that's getting crazy. So I love that anime so, so much. It's mm-hmm. just like, hey, I could be not watching any other anime, but I'm going to stay up weekly <laughs> with that one. Because we got three more episodes um, for yes. this season. Uh, but yeah, Battle Game in five seconds. It's so so. I love the art. I love the animation. Mm-hmm. I love the premise. I love the different abilities and how they're not too op. You know, it re- kind of reminds me of like Devil Fruits in a way. It's mm-hmm. it's how you use it. It's all about right. creativity, rather than just like oh this. I mean, remember when it came to One Piece, when uh, we got introduced to uh, Dolphy's string strength through? I was like. Mm. But then when you see how he used it, it's like, oh, it's not right. Especially when it looked like this man was flying. It's like, oh, this is because you're straight. Okay, I feel it. It I takes it. it almost takes it takes a, a meticulous character that has yeah. a mind frame to basically take, you know, get the full advantage of whatever ability you do have. And the MC for sure, battle game in five seconds. You can just tell he's like, all oh, this is a game. So yeah. if that's the case, I'm gonna use my calculating abilities and figure out exactly how to do this. And I mean the first five minutes of the episode. Yep, yep. Like my man. Just, <laughs> shut up, shut up. He's like, he's getting chased down. He's like, 
oh crap, you know what? Let me treat this as a game. So what would I do if this was a game? And he right. started, and I was like, oh. But now my man's literally realizing that as soon as he got the countdown, he knew he had to run, and he immediately hops on a bike and takes off. And you're like, bro, not everybody's able to be like, oh, I'm being chased. Let me take this bike and get right? the hell out of here, and then start realizing, okay, what do I do? How do I survive? You know what I mean? A lot of people would just pedal, 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 pedal just to get the fuck away. Yeah. He literally starts to analyze the whole situation. And you're like, oh. Because so he you're was on the bike. Guy. He's on the bike. And then he's like, all right, first of all, I need to find a suitable terrain. Don't, that mm-hmm. abandoned building. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Oh, the, okay. the fact that he took him out, I was like, bro, just that was wild. And I wasn't expecting to be to, to take a life. I was nah, not nah, expecting that. No. No. And that's what made the first episode crazy in the first five minutes. And it's funny how the, literally the anime is. Battle game in five seconds, but in the first five minutes, everything goes crazy. In the first episode, you're like, right. dog, like, wait a minute, like a lot of shit just happened. And you're like, you're sitting there, you're like, okay, he really just did some shit. And he you're right. He took a life and didn't bat an eye. Like after it was done, he just took a deep breath and was like, All right, I can chill now. You're like, Whoa, hold on, young buck. Like, you, you, you just killed somebody or something, and you didn't even phase and I like that because you're you're you, they're showing you the MC that you're getting now. You're getting the MC that's calculating and that's gonna think on his feet. And it's not a basic MC. It's not just showing an MC who's just about fighting and overcoming. It's like, nah, let me realize what the hell's going on and how do I basically solve the issue immediately. So yeah, he him as a character, watching his development has been absolutely crazy. And now as in ep- what episode six. Seeing what he's able to do now, you're just like, bro, like this can only get better. So it makes you curious. Mm-hmm. Almost want to read the manga because you're like, I can imagine how crazy this guy's progressing. And right now, it's yeah. After the episode six, my goodness, like the the level that he's at now. The we were talking about that last night. His ability now opens up. It almost opens up Pandora's box because if he has somebody that can tell him what he needs. He'll create it, and you're like, okay, that just gives you an unfair advantage because you can basically do everything. And it's like, all right, like you're curious to how this is going to go, especially next week episode. You're like, okay, what's going to happen? Because now you you want to see him use more shit and use more abilities in some way, shape, or form by using his ability. But is he going to be able to do it? Is he going to be successful? And you know, it's, it opens a lot of questions. I've enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm glad you enjoyed it too. Yeah, no, I definitely did. Um... So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep up to that week to week because mm-hmm. uh, it drops what the, every Monday, which is what pissed yeah. me off because, you know, at the time it was recorded, it's <laughs> Right. And so I was, we was chatting and then I was like, you know what, let me, let me watch this anime in preparation for today. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm thinking that I got to wait just like maybe three or four days for the next episode. It's like, no, nah, I got to wait a whole week. So I yeah. feel, I shouldn't have listened to you basically. I should have <laughs> waited. Um, but then the next one is Edithan Deities Only No Peace. And mm-hmm. that one, I mean, I, I know people were talking about it on the TL because of the lack of trigger warnings for episode one. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I'm not going to speak into details because I don't want to uh, trigger any, any possible right. listeners. Right, right. But uh, at the start of the anime, you know, first of all, MAPPA is, <laughs> is involved with this. So, you know the artwork is going to be good, but this the the animation style just reminds me of like watching cartoons, mm-hmm. and and it kind of not in a bad way because 
I, I really do enjoy the series, but it kind of like lessens the seriousness of it because that's also something that we had mentioned yesterday yep. about Battle Game in Five Seconds is that it's a serious anime in a sense like, yo, people like die mm-hmm. and normally in gruesome ways and like we're going to be expecting abuse and, and manipulation and stuff like that. But there's enough comedic moments and enough like leisure to right. kind of like soothe you. Break it up, yeah. Exactly. Not, everything's not on edge the entire exactly. time you're watching it, and the little comic relief or the the small amount of fan service you do get allows uh-huh. you to just take a deep breath. And I think, honestly, sometimes that could be the best thing. Like directing an anime is very key because you can have an anime that you know is gold, the manga was gold. But then the director drops the ball so much, it makes people uninterested. And that's happening with one anime, people Riverside, that is just absolutely making me tear my head off because everybody's enjoying the show. And I'm like, wow, like, you don't know if it was you've watched it the correct way, you would enjoy it like a thousand times more. But yeah, I really think the pacing of Battle Game in Five Seconds has been really noticeable. And as soon as you get super wound up to know what's going to happen next, everything is decompressed and it allows you to keep focus on it for 24 minutes of every week. And it's like, okay, that's, that's how you want your anime to be. You want to be able to be interested, drawn in, and then also be able to break up when things get too, you know, too crazy. So I've, I've loved the pacing of it so far. Yeah. And um, with Edith and Deities, the animation style kind of does the same thing, you know, it Mm -hmm. like alleviates the, the, the seriousness of the anime itself, because remember, first episode. Well, first of all, um, it, it's funny because there's two rings that that we'll be mentioning. Because the first ring is from Battle Game in Five Seconds. Yes. Who is wild and is a wife. I called dibs on her when it came to the anime. Like, <laughs> and my wife who list has grown since then, but in terms of anime characters, it's still pretty small. Um, and but, we sort of, I'm sort of, as as we go on, I'm learning your waifu list has a strange and unusual characteristic that yeah. I'll, I'll slowly let people figure out over time. Because the first one is was Elsa, like, that's my first ever, like, waifu in terms of anime character. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't know who Elsa is, just watch ReZero. <laughs> You'll find out. And then when it comes Very to Grin, just watch Battle Game in five seconds. And you'll find out. So I, I apparently have a type. Um, he does have a type, y'all. And so I, I, I don't know. What's wrong it's not a bad type. I, I look. Trust me. I mean, it's a I, you ask. I get it. I really do, and I, I understand the type. And I'm not. I don't. I don't have anything bad to say about it because I get why it's that type. That's why I understand. I'm like, okay, I get it. I trust me. I understand wholeheartedly. I have a list of those types as well. I get it. So. I understand. Yeah. So with uh, Edith and Deities Only No Peace, the OP character of them, of them all, her name is Ren. Um, like, when we open up and <laughs> we see her and Hayato and how she just starts wailing on him, I'm like, yo. Because, again, I didn't know. I didn't really know who Hayato was, whether he was human or whatnot. And she is just bashing this man, this blood splurting. I'm like, this is like a hardcore moment, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like that because of the animation style. Because <laughs> the animation is, is is vibrant, it's colorful. Yeah. You're like you're pairing up a vibrant, colorful animation style, and yet you're literally watching like demons get holes blown into them, and you're yeah. like, 
I don't know how I should feel about this. And I think that was purposely done. I really believe that. I think it's the, I think when MAPPA decided, they were like, you know what? We can throw this anime out there and just do it in a darker shaded tone with dark, and it'll just be just another, you know, violent, bloody anime. But I think if we show it in the lightheartedness of the colors, not only would it catch people's eye, but it would tone people in to be like, wait, what am I watching? It makes you question it, which, again, is another way to pull in people to watching your show because it's like, okay, this is different, but this shit is chronically crazy and brutal. Yet, it doesn't have the vibe whatsoever about it. It was another anime I mentioned earlier called um, Penny and Stocking with Garter Belt. It reminds mm-hmm. me directly of that. Vibrant, colorful characters that are just absolutely 100% TVMA the entire way. And you're like, that's what it reminds me of. And it gives me that exact same feeling when watching uh, E.T. and D.T.'s. And it's like, okay, it's crazy. Because just like you said, you're watching the whole episode and then the last two minutes of the episode, trigger warning. And it's like, whoa. Yo, I and- did not know that that was going to happen. Y'all should have gave me a fucking trigger. And I went off on Twitter about that. Give me a trigger warning before shit like that happened because I was not ready. Like, yeah. Whoa. So, so, yeah. so the thing about that was, you know, when Goblin Slayer came out, mm-hmm. they didn't have a trigger warning mm-hmm. and it threw people off. But for me, I wasn't caught off guard because it, it it became very clear rather quickly, just off the vibe and everything, that this wouldn't be like, oh, your typical fantasy where everything is a happy ending. Like mm-hmm. we're dealing with goblins, and how often in in media do goblins commit such acts? You know, right. especially when it comes to to um, to Eastern media. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised by. It. I totally get that they should have warned people for sure. They should have. They should have. Mm-hmm. But me, it didn't throw me off. What threw me off about episode one was the way they told it like it was i mean it had a kaleidoscope and like you're at a carousel in a carousel and it's just Mm. vibrant and and again it was just like wait not you okay because again like i said the vibrancy of the animation and animation style itself helped make the first like 20 minutes mad like Easy, easy to take in. Even though right. I was like, "Yo, these are these are brutal fights." Like, like easy to them. absorb, right? Yeah. It, it, at no, at no point, it never gave you the 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 tension. It never yeah. made you tense up while watching it or being or put you on edge. Exactly. Which is understandable because it's it's understandable, but it's also crazy to think about because you're like, like literally, like the demon gets his whole chest blown out, and you're just like, I "Why mean, did that not shock me as much? Why did it not make me go like, wow?" It Before may be that, like you know, oh. Yassel, is that how his name is? Yassel? Mm-hmm. Uh, Yassel, he was impaled. Yeah. And before the demon, and you were just like, oh, but I just the animation style, I was like, mm-hmm. I you're like feel if anything, you were like, disgusting. dang, that's yeah, crazy. Like, but it wasn't like, oh shit, you know, yeah. we didn't have any energy to it. Any exactly. Substance. And then the ending hits, and you're like, Well, yeah, like, yeah, again. you're like, no, this is a very serious moment, but sure, right. like. Y'all nerfed it. Y'all really nerfed the fuck out of a crazy ass trigger warning scene, and it's almost like, well, shit, is this how the rest of the anime gonna be? And for the most part, that's what it is. It's not all trigger warning, but it's all like it's a darker tone. It's literally a darker tone story painted in color. That's honestly the best way I could I can honestly describe the attendees. The most recent episode itself, I think they should have still put a trigger warning because it wasn't as explicit. Mm-hmm. As they made it with the end of episode one, 
but in episode five, they kind of explain more of why it happened, and right. they show some scenery. Um, it, they keep it mad like vague how they did it with the end, where it's like, yo, this is serious, mm-hmm. but the animation style, like, it's easy to digest, right? Um, and then of course we're seeing a lot more etchiness now with right. what happens with uh, Miku, who is another waifu that's yeah, we go. We, I'm we, hesitant to uh, add her to my list. I because, think she'll be added soon enough. Personally, I, I think um, we add her. At that point, like if you don't, if you don't, if you don't know Elsa <laughs> and and Rin, and you have me watching Edith and Deities, only no peace, and you come across Miku, and I, and that's my waifu. You have an idea of what the other two are, and you can, like, if you don't know by now, Miku will basically tell you what type of, of yeah, waifu I like very too. easy. Like in her first introduction, you literally learn how Miku is, and you're like, "Oh I, my goodness, I get it, I get it." I don't even like no questions asked, no questions needed. Like her, literally her first screen time, you're like, "Yep, I see what type of character she is. I'm fine with this." And I, I still think with ET DT, since it is more a more mature show, even with the colorful ensemble, I believe that they still should, if anything, just throw the small trigger warning at the top in the first two seconds and leave it at that. I mean, I think it would still adjust people because I know there's going to be a lot of people that possibly dives into Eaton deities and don't expect nothing. And then when they're watching it, they're like, whoa, this is way more crazier than what I expected. So I think the small trigger warnings just to let people know it's more of a mature show would be nice because, again, that colorful, vibrant world that you're looking at with all these characters does not prepare you for what you're jumping into. So I feel I still feel the trigger warning would have been easily tvma before showing it that only takes up five ten seconds it doesn't exactly. stop your anime motion or nothing like that throw it out there let people understand it going with the anime it's simple goblin slayer taught us that in a long time you know goblin slayer let us know like throwing a tvma lets you know and certain animes caught the drift such as redo healer they first episode tvma boom and literally they start off with the first two minutes of the episode showing you why they had to put a trigger warning. Man, you know I'm never watching that shit. I yeah, mean, when, yeah, when you told nah, me how to mug, I was like, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, it, it, is, <laughs> it is It is not something for everybody. I tell you that much. So, but yeah, so far, yeah. And um, ET and DT, like I said, ET DTs and Battle Game of Five Seconds have both been really dope ass animated. Yeah, watch yeah, they have. And that's they not have. even, you know, that's just the small, simple side that you watch. There's been tons of other anime that's been pretty good too. Like, I have my list. You know me. I always have my weeklies watch. Oh, yeah. I watch every week. So if I'm starting from Sunday, Sunday has um, the the uh, detectives already dead, and that's been an interesting watch. Uh, people on the timeline on Twitter they say the adaptation is not as well as the light novel. I think oh. I've enjoyed it for the most part. I've had no issues with it. But again, where there's you know people that says it's good, there's always people that says it's bad. I've enjoyed it personally. I've had no issues with it. I do think it's something that should be shown. And yes, the animation in the very first episode, which hyped the hell out of me, has not. It hasn't been the exact same, but I don't think the quality has dropped. But it hasn't been that ridiculously fluid animation for the battle scene. So again, that's not a knock. It's just saying that okay, your your first introduction of a battle scene was so god tier that now you've dropped down to. Let's say just a normal good, maybe above average. And it's like, damn, will we ever get that God tier back? Hard to say, but mm-hmm. still a good watch. Um, the Duke and his maid, cute as fuck, cute as hell, romantic anime. You got a Duke who's literally cursed by a witch. 
basically can't touch humans. Everything he touches dies. And you have his maid who's madly in love with him. And it's obvious. There's no hitting agenda behind it. He loves her. She loves him. And it's obvious as hell. She's literally throwing throwing herself at him, but he can't touch. So he's being tempted at every way, shape, or form. And Alice, which is the name of the maid, body is ridiculously just crazy. Just, just I mean, literally, her assets are her, her boobs and her, her legs. And he can't do nothing about it. So it's obviously an instant funny anime because the Duke can do nothing because he's cursed. And just the whole thought behind it is a cute, really good couple anime. So that's the Sunday watch. Monday is um, Battle Game in Five Seconds. We just talked about that. And then it's also um, Siriki Gisoki Spirit Chronicles. I probably said the first part of the name wrong. Um, but that's also been another anime visual-wise that's been good. And it's more of a lax, um, a lax isekai. Not super, super lax, but a lax enough that you can enjoy it and there's fight scenes, but it doesn't feel super, super pressed about the battles and stuff like other Isekai anime might be. Tuesday, Slime. Slime Season 2, we're getting to that buildup where everything is about to happen. And if you've been watching Slime, you know the buildup got real after last season. Oh, yeah. I, I, after last season, I went straight to the manga. So <laughs> it's, it's why I haven't watched any of, of this new season. Yeah. But no. the manga has been so fun. It's just like, so, uh, because I was talking to the guys in anime lately, because there's only 86 chapters, but where the current, um, I saw one of the clips that Crunchyroll promoted for the not this week's, but last week's episode, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's around chapter 80, 81. Oh, so we're slowly catching up then. I'm like, yeah, but then uh, Sam, the manga man from uh, anime lately, said that it's most likely mm-hmm. being adapted from the light novel. Okay. And I'm like, if that's the case, that okay, it makes sense because the the anime, the manga only drops like. Once every like, like month or something month like that, yeah, or longer, yeah. So I'm like, oh my goodness, we're about to be caught up. No, because I don't want to see an an original adaptation because it's I don't want I don't want none of that. We're in the day and age where you don't have to do that. You can yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, you can either just add you know add some filler that makes sense, slow down the pacing, or. Just do less episodes and pick it up next season when there's more. And that's what I, I'm sort of thinking that that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to cut it off at the end of this season, and I think it'll be on a hiatus for a couple of years. I think just to maybe give people, a, you know, not I don't if it's being adapted from the light novel, they have the source for it, so they can yeah. keep going, and that's fine. If it's being just directly from the light novel, then you have all the source you need. You can run with it. You're good, but. I have a feeling that after this season, we, the break might be a little bit long. We might it might be a year or two before we get um, slime back, which will make people crave it even more. But the way that it's about to get into now, and the part that it's getting into, best believe people are going to want that next season very fast because it's getting to some crazy shit now. So, but yeah, so slime on Tuesdays, and I forgot actually on Tuesdays I watched um, uh, Umarachi Onisan. And that's a comedy one, and it's absolutely funny as all hell. That was also um, uh, recommended to uh, to me by um, Panda, and that was a, a hilarious one, naturally, um, that is actually really funny. And I was like, okay, this is a good one, which actually has a really good ending. And so I watched that on Tuesdays because only thing I really watch on Tuesdays is fine. So watch that, get the funnies in, cool. Wednesday is uh may dragon 
And y'all already know how I feel about Miss Kobayashi's uh, Dragon Maid. I call it Maid Dragon. Everybody says it differently. That show has just been gold. Animation has been absolutely dope. And of course, y'all, I've been pushing that on the agenda really heavy because, again, I fucked with it. Kyoto animations don't fail when they drop animes. And nonetheless, it's Maid Dragon. You got too many goddamn waifus running around the Maid Dragon. So mm-hmm. it's like, it must be known. Like, seriously, like, it really makes you curious. Like, okay, am I really thinking about? Yes, yes, I am thinking about doing it to the dragon. Nonetheless, but you got Maid Dragon and then you got Tsukimichi, Moonlit Fantasy. That's been a really good one for Wednesdays because that shit's just lit. Main characters, OP is all shit. His two people, the two characters that run with him are OP as shit. That's another isekai that I honestly would not mind if the main character burned the whole fucking world down. Because, yeah, the way he was done was absolutely nuts. And I'm not going to talk about that now, maybe on another podcast. But if the hmm. MC was just like, fuck it, I want it all to burn, I'll be like, burn this shit. <laughs> I would just be honest. And I don't rarely think that way, but he deserves he he deserves to be that way. Thursday, Peach Boy Riverside. Y'all know my gripe about Peach Boy Riverside. If it was done oh, in the correct goodness. fucking order, the anime talked about so much. I watched the first episode because I know it was one that you had spoken highly about. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. You had spoken very highly on it. And so mm-hmm. I was hyped for it. And especially since I saw that the manga, like physical copies of the manga had just dropped. Like, I yep. think they're only two volumes in. And it's like, oh, you know, normally we're getting shows, but we're still waiting on the physical copies. Right. So I'm excited. And um, I see that you're excited. Episode one was fun. Episode two was like, all right, but then after that, it, it just based off the tweets between you and Sam mm. the Manga Man, it just like, oh, they just messed it up. And then when we talk about it more, you're like, oh, yeah, there's a specific order chronologically that would make it more yes. sense. And I'm like, yes. yeah, that's too much work. Mm-mm, yeah, it that. is. And it'll be easy, like, literally, once the full episode, full season comes out, literally being able to put everything in the order it should be watched, which would be the order that the manga went, you'll be like, oh, this makes a gazillion times more sense. So that's been my biggest gripe about Peach Boy Riverside because it confused the hell out of the watchers. Yeah. Like literally I'm, at the I'm just gonna point, read it. I'm just gonna read it. That's yeah. It. And if you read it, you'd be like, bro, this shit is hype as fuck. And it's really, really it is a really, really good watch. It's a very, very intense read. And if the anime is watching the correct way, people will be like, ah, this is good. And it's already people already like it. That's the crazy part. People know that it's out of order and it's not done correctly. Because everybody on Twitter that's read it are like screaming, like, bro, they botched the way that this is this is being uh recorded and shown to people. But people are still watching it. So it's like you have people wanting to watch this, but just show it in the right way. Makes it easy, dog. Like y'all didn't have to do the extra way that y'all did this. But anyway, that's Thursday. That's um that's Thursday, along with ETN DETs, which we also spoke about. Fridays is girlfriend, girlfriend Fridays, and <laughs> I cannot. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> girlfriend, girlfriend. Listen, I put it on my watch list. It's on my watch list. If you go it. into girlfriend, girlfriend, trying to think this is a serious anime, expecting for it to be anything like super serious and like a drama, no. Girlfriend, girlfriend is just pure comedy. And literally, it's one of those things that you look forward to Fridays because you want to laugh. You want to laugh. And that's why. Uh, it's literally, that's what it's for. And so, actually, I realized that I got so happy wanted to talk about Girlfriend, Girlfriend Fridays that on Thursdays, I missed other anime, which is 
uh, Higashi when they cry Sostu, that's out, and that's the gory, violent, all hell's breaking loose, and, and that's literally what it's been. It's just been bloody, just violence everywhere, which, again, for a horror anime, is how you want it. But you also had Scarlet Nexus, which is the adaptation from the game Scarlet Nexus, and the anime has done pretty well. I've had no issues with it, and I've been wondering, like, maybe they've left some stuff out. But honestly, I haven't felt lost watching the anime, which means that it's getting a pretty good adaptation. Yeah, it's probably not adapting every single thing from the video game, which would be pretty damn hard, but the anime has not gotten me lost. And sometimes when you're getting a animation that's being adapted from a video game, they leave out a lot of stuff. I haven't been wanting more. I understand what's going on. And I'm like, okay, this adaptation's been pretty good. And I haven't heard any be about online say much bad about the animation either which makes me think that okay it's a pretty solid animation for the most part so that's on thursday and on fridays like i said it's girlfriend girlfriend fridays i want to say there's something else that comes out on friday that maybe i'm forgetting i'm pretty sure of it and then saturdays is actually pretty full well irumakum irumakum on saturdays irumakum is that Saturday yeah. or Friday? No, Ruminacoon comes out on Saturdays along with My Hero oh. Academia, along with um, The Honor at Magic High, along with how the hero or how the how a realist rebuilt the um, hero, how a realist rebuilt the kingdom. Sorry, let me get it out. And uh, there's one more anime that I'm not thinking of. Oh, Tokyo Revengers. So it's like Saturdays is lit because Saturdays got everything. And Saturdays also is when um, Eden Zero drops. So literally, Saturdays is full of anime. Oh, yeah, Eden Zero is about to drop on Netflix. Yeah, um, I can't wait for y'all to start watching Eden Zero. This weekend, I think, the 23rd. Yeah, yeah, finally. So, yeah, that makes me happy because Eden Zero has been adapted perfectly anime-wise. And it's going to actually give people that watch it on Netflix, it's going to be like, okay, finally, Netflix has given us an anime that's been done correctly. Because, you know, Netflix takes a lot of heat they know how to botch some goddamn animes but for sure eden zero and probably shaman king is going to give you the best adaptation of an anime that you're going to enjoy and eden zero is lit as fuck like i'm sorry it's literally like watching this fairy tale was space oriented but it's way more dark and you're like okay that's what i like to see because fairy tale just gave you that power of friendship again i'm a fairy tale stan everybody knows this i our third guest is the lovely Queen Titania, Eris of Scarlet. So, you know, I'm her, mm-hmm. I'm her purse hoarder. So everybody knows I love fairy tales. Eden Zero has a the similar feel of fairy tale, but I do give it that it starts off much more dark than fairy tale did. And I'm like, I like that because it's more dark and gritty. And honestly, that's how honestly certain animes and that's the aspect needs it. Fairy tale is a little bit more lighthearted. Eden Zero has the lightheartedness. But it starts off a little bit more more gritty, and it makes you enjoy it for sure. So that adaptation is going to be lit as well. And then I already said Sunday, so yeah. But those yeah. are animes. That's about what roughly like fifteen anime I'm watching, probably twenty. But yeah, the lineup has been okay. It's been spread out for the most part. I've had no issues with it. Saturdays is a little top heavy for sure, but nonetheless, it's still been pretty good at adaptations, and so. I've been enjoying it for the most part. So, yeah, I got to give you a couple more that you got to check out. You already got ENT and DTs. You already got, um, what, ENT and DTs, and you already got Battle Game in five seconds. Um, I don't know. I think Tsukimichi might have to be the next one you watch. Tsukimichi Moonlit Fantasy. Oh, yeah. I started that one. I've, I've mm-hmm. two episodes, 
No, uh, yes, two episodes in before I put it on pause because I did make an attempt at the start of spring season to um to start watching because uh, it was a lot of especially isekai type animes that yeah. looked really interesting. Um, so Tsukamichi was one of them I watched two episodes of, but I put on pause. Mm-hmm. And then Spirit Chronicles was another one I watched two mm-hmm. episodes of and put on pause. Um, yeah, I do need to need to get back on those because. It was just, it was interesting. It's just, you know, anime burnout when you yeah, get that burnout. I, yeah. I, I could truly say I haven't had a burnout in a while. When I get Which a burnout. It's surprising with how much you, you <laughs> take it in every season. Like, I would have been burnt out. I know, I know. Um, I thought maybe that burnout might have been coming when it came to um, winter, when winter first started of 2021. I sort of thought the burnout was going to come because I had watched about 20 something anime in winter and i was just like there's no way i'm not gonna get burned out and i was just like it has to happen i have to have a burnout right but mm-hmm. even with so many anime i found myself by literally seasons in still completing all of them and i was just like that's nuts like literally when it was time for the final episodes of every anime i was caught up i was like literally just had to watch episode 12 or 13 i was like damn i really didn't get burnt out and yeah like i've I don't know when the burnout is going to come. Maybe it might not come. And I think fall, as we look forward to fall season, because now we're about halfway in into summer season. So as we look forward to the upcoming season, which would be fall, the thing is I don't get burnt out that much, mainly because of the fact that football season saves me. So every year I have a moment where I decompress not as much into anime and I focus solely on football. And so the anime binging continues but it's not my top priority. Football takes over. So I'm watching Sports Center. I'm watching NFL Network. I'm watching highlights. I'm going back and I'm watching, you know, like replays and certain games I might have missed. And so when I dive into football, it always gives me that decompress. So for about, what, three seasons, I'm strictly anime. But there's a point where literally when fall comes and football season begins, I'm completely into football and anime takes a back burner and gaming takes it even more back burner. And mm-hmm. so oh normal, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, gaming really becomes on the, it becomes the third option and which isn't the worst thing, but it's like when football on like you get my focus, like football, I might watch football a whole Sunday. Don't bother me on Sunday. So if your anime comes out on a Sunday, nine out of the 10, it's either getting watched at 10 at night or it's being watched literally like at like on Monday. Like, <laughs> so if your, your anime drops on Sunday, I'm either, it must be really, really good. Because if I'm not mistaken, I take that back. Last year, when Mr. Kotensai dropped Jobless Reincarnation, that was the only anime I watched on Sundays. I made sure to watch that anime on Sunday, somehow, some way. Even if I had to wake up at like, even if it was a pause in between Sunday night football, I made sure I squeezed in 20, 25 minutes to watch Jobless Reincarnation. Make sure I had to watch that because that anime was that good. I had to watch that. But um, yeah, man, like I, I don't have a burnout. Will I one day? Maybe so. But I mean, you know, between football, between sports in general, because you know I love my sports, and between gaming, between those rotation of the three, I don't really get burnout. If I feel like one's getting burnt out or I start like lacking in one, I just push to the other two. And then it's like, okay, now I just keep rotating. So yeah, I'm I'm in this thing, man. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but I, hey, when it's something I love, man, I dive into it, and I mean, I love anime. So. Hey, we love it. If you yeah. love, if you like it, I love it. You know. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. But no, it's been it's been a good season. There's gonna be some that you gotta check out for sure. And like I said, with fall season coming back and football right around the corner, you know, my time will be pushed into that more. But uh we run in this episode naturally with Steve Knight here. Uh we wanna give a you know, shout out to Steve because Steve is on a small break and naturally so because his birthday is coming up very soon. And, you know, also Skylar's birthday is coming up too. Me and Skylar share a B-Day. So, you know, we all, when it comes to that time, me and Skylar, we celebrated some way, shape, or form. We will this Too year. many IPMOP members have their birthday this month because Hydro is in yep. is coming up really soon too. And I'm yep, like, yep. so a lot disgusting. of A lot of August babies. All that means is just it was wintertime. You know, the, par- the, the family oh, and parents were decided it's cold outside. So they decided to get warm in other ways. What can I say? And I looked at that. I was like, "Mom, you nasty!" Because my mom, I was created around her birthday. Her birthday's Christmas. I was like, "Ugh!" Like, "Mom, really?" Like, "Ugh!" <laughs> like, you really didn't do this to me, Mama. Okay, I'm gonna remember this my whole my whole life. But nonetheless, yeah, it my we were busy, and um, yeah, man, like we, it's a lot of stuff cooking for us, dog. Like, we 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 keeping it busy, and it makes me happy. So, so what do you think you're gonna be jumping into next, possibly? Possibly, what anime you think you're gonna? Uh, well, uh, definitely. Um, since I already started the first two episodes, I'm gonna restart them because it's been what, like, seven weeks since yeah. I watched them. Yeah, about all right for about a month or two. Um, mm. so definitely go back to Tsukimichi as well as uh, Spirit Chronicles. Um, I I need to finish up Haiku, uh, season four. I have ten. No, I have uh. Eight more, excuse me, eight more episodes left of part oh. two of season four. So, so you're in the oh, yeah, they're I'm, battling right now. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay. uh, the nationals have yeah, just started. Yeah. Nationals is it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's it's they had won their first match, so they're getting ready for a second match. Um, oh, they're about so, to play. I, I think they're about to play Izanari or Izanai. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With the, the twins, uh, the twins, the Mia twins. That's the match they're currently in. I ended off at the because that episode ended with them like just before the first set, mm. and where I finished, they had won the first set. Um, uh, uh, Karasuno had just won. Karasuno had just won the first set, mm. and so it was the start of the second set. And like, first of all, I'm like, yo, these twins yeah. is deadly. Yeah. yeah, it's like you know when people talk about top sports anime, I. I'm new to the, to the sports anime realm. Mm. The first one I actually watched is, I told you guys, uh, Ace of the Diamond. And yep. I haven't even finished that one. I'm only 40 episodes in of the first season. There's like, oh, I wow. got, yeah. I, you I'm, got a lot. I got a lot, that. you know. <laughs> but at the time, I was going through burnout, so I kind of put it on the back burner. And then the next sports anime I watched after that was, um, I had then started Haikyuu. Okay. Uh, last year, I started Haikyuu last year, but then of course I went on a uh, pause with that. Then it was Burning Kabaddi. That one I kept up to date with. Um, then when Kuroko's Basketball dropped on Netflix mm-hmm. uh, this year, when they dropped season one on Netflix, I watched the dub, and then I was hooked because it was my first time ever watching Kuroko's Basketball. Right. So Which then normally hooks a lot of people because it's, yeah, it's very well animated. And yeah. So- People love that. Mm-hmm. So after watching the first season dub, I was like, I need to finish this. And I saw it was on Crunchyroll. I had always knew it was on Crunchyroll, but I just never brought myself to do it. 
So I went mm-hmm. to Crunchyroll and watched the remainder sub, and I was like, this is dope. And then just like, what, three months ago, they dropped season two mm-hmm. dubbed on Netflix. So then I restarted from season one on Netflix. Y'all hear him, watched- right? Y'all hear how he restarted a whole anime without completing not one, but two anime. Y'all hear this, right? I just want I just wanted people to make sure that y'all heard that I heard the same thing that he just said. All right. All right, make sure make sure that, that that's on record. Like y'all heard what he Yo. said, right? He started a whole other anime and ran it back, Turbo, and was like, Yeah, let me watch this. Before and this was, another anime. This was after watching it for the first time within the span of three months. Like, you know, because they dropped season one at the beginning of the year, then season two <laughs> dropped on Netflix like around springtime. And so I re- when that dropped, I restarted from season one, watched season one and season two dubbed. Went back to Crunchyroll to watch season three of the remainder <laughs> and sub. And like, you know, when they drop season three, dub, I'm probably gonna restart again <laughs> and watch season one, two, three. Because I heard that season three is apparently gonna drop in October um uh, on Netflix. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna end up watching Kirko's Basket three times before I yeah. even finish High Fuse, before yeah, I, I finish Ace of the Dice. And the like, cool part is. He's on the one of the better parts of Haifu. Only if he understood how good this battle. No, the, the, every yo. When I was watching, I'm watching episodes. I'm like, yo, I'm getting hyped. So it made me think like, I clearly love Kuroko's basketball. And as of right now, because it's the only one I've completed, mm. and Burning Comedy is far too young in its infancy for me to even say it's the best sports yeah. anime I've watched. I'm like Kuroko's basketball is number one. But the way Haifu has been, I'm like. Yeah, because mind you, Kuroko's basketball. I said this on the TL to um black anime um the mm-hmm. other day. I said because it was like, which one would you pick, Haikyuu or as black anime put it, um quirk basketball? And I was quirk like, basketball. Oh. I was like, why you tweeted that? I'm like, are you talking about Kuroko's basketball? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness, quirk basketball because it makes sense. It they makes sense. They gotta chill it's though. Good. Like chill, like that. Yeah. Uh, so black anime had me stuck and oh, staring at my phone for a bit. I was that's like, So when I answered that question, I said, "Just it, it's easier for me as a black man who grew up in the in in the hood <laughs> to gravitate to Kuroko's basketball because okay. it's like you you're now basically." fantasizing and emphasizing like stuff that you know we like when we watch basketball we love seeing crossovers we love see- like Iomine is basically Kobe right um uh, I guess you can say that uh uh Merit- I forget. boy with the purple hair mm-hmm. the, the center you can say basically he's like the Kenbe Matumbo yeah. um or you can say he's basically like Kareem or Wilt because when he mm-hmm. gets on the offensive side he can do damage too or even maybe a shot he, I guess you could easily say he's more of a Shaq just in terms of how dominant he is. Mm-hmm. Then you have like um, uh, uh, Midorima, who's basically what you could just call him uh, Reggie Miller. You can call him okay. uh, Ray Allen, you sniper. know. Yeah, sniper. the sniper. sniper. Uh, you have um, uh, 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 Oh Boy with Emperor's Eye. I keep mixing his name and actual uh, Purple Hair's name because I keep saying Atsushi, but I think it's that's not the right one. But you have Emperor I, you have him basically being like the ultimate floor general, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and then uh of course, 
I guess this is more so where it comes interesting when it comes to uh, uh, Kisei because of copycat. Like, mm-hmm. you could say more. he's more of Kobe in terms of being able to – because Kobe was the copycat of Jordan, right? Right. But I don't, I don't really know what's the NBA equivalent of Kisei because there's no one who, who can – who even exaggerated is similar to that. Like, basically a complete one-to-five type player. I don't, I don't think there's – I mean, Bron Bron is the one-to-five one to when he was young. In his prime, Bron Bron could grow argue one through five. Um, did, did they come out around the same time? Because I feel like it was early 2000, possibly. Possibly. Possibly, because Bron Bron for sure was one through five. When Bron Bron on the Heat was ridiculously one through five. Yeah, yeah. Like he yeah. could do it, you know what I mean? Because he had enough power to do it. So, and I mean, I think AD when he first came out was one through five because AD was um. AD little... started off as a guard before he. Went yeah. To college. yeah. Right. So AD had that one through five moment where he could guard too. Now I think because he's getting older and maybe injuries are slowly taking effect. Not as much, you know. He's yeah. more of a perimeter slash he can get inside but not as much but yeah he he I mean he's soft he just doesn't yeah. like being in the paint um yeah. but yeah I'm just like all right so Kuroko's basketball has has the uh, again as a black man easy to relate right 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 hype you just hype is hype dog it's hype not like, only just the hype in terms of character development like there's not many anime out there where it does a good job of giving you enough of side characters to make you like invested in them without putting too much focus on them. When you think of characters like that, the only ones that really come to mind are um, My Hero Academia to an extent in terms of how um, the attention they put on side characters. Right. Um, One Piece for Mm. sure. One Piece for sure. One Punch Man. True. um, Definitely. Because Geno's, everybody loves Geno's yeah, in some way, shape, or form. Exactly. Even though Geno's low-key ain't even the strongest person. No, in, not, in, even, in top, not even top Not even top 50. All right, right. that might be that. Not top 20, though. He's not top 20. Uh, like, I give him top 20. I give him top 20. I mean. I 20. But just the fact that he's not the top. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Geno's is on screen. You just see him just going, just. He's trying his best, and it just looks it always looks crazy because he's a side character, knowing the main character is right? really just gonna one shot everything. So it's like, so, why is your side character looking so much cooler than your main character? Haiku kind of does that because, of course, we mm-hmm. have the the uh, the the is it Karasuno or Karasuno? I need to get my Japanese inflection. Um, right. so it's you okay, Kur- now you got me fucking it up, and I oh. know it, Kar- Karasuno. Shit! Karasuno. It's, it's Karasuno. Karasuno. Sorry. Okay, so Karasuno, like, you focus on the team mainly on Hanata and uh, Kageyama, right? Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, you, you get introduced to Date Tech with mm-hmm. Aon, um, uh, the yes. white-haired tall dude. Yes. Like, he's nasty as hell. Yeah, how he's, he's, like, literally a, like a rival of Hanata. Yeah. And he powers Hanata by, look, like, a foot and a half. Right. And like, they create a rival. But they create in the personality completely different. Yeah. Hanata is like all like cheery and shit, and the the tall the tall guy emotionless. Right but yet <laughs> they literally when they see each other, they always give each other that look like, "What's up? We rivals." And it's and, like, and you, and you start Ow! to like feel, you you build a relationship with that nigga too, and also with that. Like school, y'all niggas eat together and shit like that. Like how y'all y'all are two complete opposites. Right? Yet somehow, some way, y'all decided that y'all were going to be rivals. Like. 
I'm going to out jump you. I'm going to block you. And it's like, how did y'all create that rivalry? Y'all are wild. And yeah. I think that's what makes Haiku crazy because for it to be so many teams, Haiku does a very, very well, uh, very, very well um, narration on being able to show how these other characters are related. Like, I think that's literally, I think that's Haiku's like focal point in one of their like greatest strengths because. For example, the battle that we're in now, referring to the uh, the Izanami, I, I know their team. Not, it's like Ikenari or I, yeah, uh, Ikenazari. Yeah, Inarizaki. Inarizaki. The fact yeah. that they use the episodes to use character growth for um, Karasuno, but also at the same time the character growth for the other team, knowing that we don't know anything about the other team, so you have to have a perfect blend to show that, okay, the backstory of this team to show how they are and show their characters while still showing growth within the other characters, while also having a, a freaking volleyball match in the middle of all this. And I'm like, bro, like that's the perfect pair. You can literally do seven minutes. Of, you could do what? Six minutes of uh, like on one team, six minutes on the other, six minutes on the game and literally blend that all in to create it easy freaking episode each time and i think that's what they're doing while also making sure to remind us that this is still a volleyball game that's going on right and it's, it's like so it's, it's it's narrated very very beautifully and it hooks you because it's like before you know it like i, I remember binging it and i was like bro i'm hyped like i'm a, i'm super hyped watching a volleyball anime no way i would have thought this was gonna happen and yeah and here i am like currently waiting for the new season so yeah, man, like for sure, Haiku does very. Their storytelling is absolutely like top tier, like excellent for a volleyball anime. Seriously, like it's the character building and the storytelling is like it's high. It could be compared to some shonen, which is crazy because you're just like, it's a volleyball anime. It can't be that good. Nah, it is. It really is. It really is, y'all. So for real. Mm, yeah, and so um, yeah, about it. Again, I got about eight episodes to watch. I'll probably get that done this week. And once you start him, you're going to be like, bro, I shouldn't have waited this long. Because those right. eight episodes are going to be lit as hell. And you're going to be like, bro, I really shouldn't have waited this long. This is crazy. Yeah. And so um, by the time I, I I can't I can't resist it, I'm going to have to put Haiku up as my number one favorite mm-hmm. like sports anime. And I, I know, look, guys, everybody listening to it, <laughs> clearly I have a lot more sports anime to, to consume. I've mm-hmm. only... I've only completed two <laughs> and I've seen started at least a total of four um, mm-hmm. uh, that I have experience with. I definitely need to go back to Ace of Diamond and basically get caught up with that one because I know a lot of people also have that as their number one. Mm-hmm. And I get it because as my first ever sports anime, that John was, was crazy in terms of, I like the sport of baseball. I get baseball can be slow and whatnot. But the way that they make baseball hype is hell. I'm like, oh my goodness. If this was baseball in real life, the fandom would be higher. People would right. be more invested in it. Because right. it's just like, oh my goodness, like <laughs> the excitement, the drama. And the you only hear you only hear good things about like about uh Ace Dunn. Like I've heard yeah. nothing bad about it. Yeah, like, no. I, I try to go do research thing. and there's nothing bad that comes out about Ace of Diamond, and you're just like people enjoy it and that's always a good thing because it's like if you're enjoying that enjoying it then that probably be the gateway for you to watch more sports anime so mm-hmm. very, very well done so um oh yeah i guess uh baki counts as a sports anime i don't really consider the the anime fighting ones i there are sports yes 
but I consider sports if we're talking about like intermediate. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah, I normally I don't include the the combat ones unless it's explicit. Like Hajime no Ipo would, right. would count because that's it's basically boxing. about boxing. Yeah, right. It's not like hey, we just have some Fight Club type drone going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know, look, listeners, I know there's definitely more. So feel free to like recommend me. Well, there's going to be one that does drop soon. That blue lock. Just got blue lock. Yeah. yeah, blue lock. And so I saw the trailer and got immediately. It was like, oh, oh. I haven't watched the trailer yet, but I love oh. soccer. With a, I love football. I love. I watched with a couple a of soccer anime as now. Like I watched Dazed. I watched them. Um, there's another soccer. Oh, one. I didn't know that there was other soccer anime. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's okay. one called Dazed. I watched that one. There's one. There's another soccer one, and I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm drawing a blank from the name, and that one was a good one. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, there are some good soccer, you know. And so Blue Lock, though, Blue Lock seemed like it might have the anime, like the sports world in a vice grip because it oh, looked really, really that's, that's going to be good because I'm a big Chelsea fan, and mm-hmm. so they rock, they're known as the Chelsea Blues, and Blue Lock, I've seen just off the mm-hmm. art, like it's going to look like, it's gonna look like I'm gonna be oh I'm gonna just imagine them as Chelsea, right? Um, you know me. The, the main character is Blue Lock, so yeah. As much as I love silver and black, if it comes to a real color, I love blue. So the the fact that the main character is being shown with black and blue, I'm like, oh my goodness! <laughs> it's like he already looks cool, and I'm like, all right, this I think this anime might have people in a freaking like it might have them in a choco, and that's dope for a sports anime. It's like okay, yeah. that's really really cool, like. The fact that people are already hyped when the, the trailer came out. It's like, man, like people are really, really looking forward to this. And I think that, you know, that's going to be dope for obviously a sports anime, especially if Haiku is still on a little bit of a hiatus until its next season comes out. Oh, so. yeah, because I've seen, um, uh, I've seen some manga panels from um, what is expected to be adapted in season five because mm-hmm. the, the manga is complete. And I'm like, yo. This drum was hype as hell. Let me finish up yeah. season four. It's actually because I saw the manga panels. I was like, all right, let me go catch up. Um, <laughs> I've steered but, away from it. I don't want it ruined. I've seen yeah. some of them, but and which I sort of know what's going to happen. But it doesn't. It hasn't ruined it for me. Yeah, which makes me ask. It's like you know, you know how I am. I when I read manga, I end up dropping the anime. But mm-hmm. somehow I I just feel like reading a sports manga isn't going to do it for me. Like watching the anime. Hmm. So I purposely haven't read any sports manga. So when I saw that Blue Lock drop, because Blue Lock is itself actually pretty recent. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been a year yet, I don't think. Blue um, Lock is very recent. Yeah, a, very recent. Manga dropping. Yes, it is. So the fact that I already got, uh, I was like, yo, this is a dope idea because we see it on the Shonen Jump app. I'm like, yo, that's cool. I was like, if it gets an anime, I'll wait until then because mm. it's just something... <laughs> It's one thing to be able to watch watch fight sequences and what to read fight sequences and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's just to me, it's totally different to read sports sequences. Like I, I'm like, I can only accept that in in anime form. But yeah. I was curious, and I open this up to the, the floor to to fans who are listening. Like, when it comes to sports anime and sports manga, do you prefer reading it or watching? Mm-hmm. Because as of right now, I don't read any. I prefer to just watch it exclusively. Um, I haven't tried reading it. It's just I feel like I'm not going to enjoy it as much. Right. And and it's just that I'm going to end up just dropping it anyway. And it's crazy because I as, I, as you say that, I haven't read any sports anime. And I had to go back and really think about that. I'm like, I don't think I've ever read any sports anime. But 
the adaptations that I've had for sports anime have all been really well. Even going back to the days when I watch, I read, I watched Ice Hill 21, which is the football anime, and that's way back. And just the fact that I watched that and I enjoyed the hell out of that. And then all these other ones start coming out, and I was like, wow, these are good adaptations, which is crazy. And the one thing you don't hear, you don't hear fans going crazy about like or like bashing their sports anime adaptions because I think it's fairly easy to put sports in motion. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, probably, it's very easy to just okay, all it is is just putting literally a sports game on yeah. animation. So it's really hard to butcher that unless it's like poorly done CGI or something like that. But other than that, no, nah, it's like it, it's really the adaptation should be really good. And that's why Blue Lock has me like by the vice grip because I saw it and I was just like, who this don't look like they even playing sports. But this is a soccer anime? Oh, man. Yeah. They might have something right because, here. Because, you know, as I collect, I, I started a manga collection. So all the mangas I have currently are mangas that I have read or mm. am currently reading. Blue Lock might be the one when physical copies drop. If the anime is really good, is one that I'm just going to, like, purchase but never read. Just because, <laughs> like, to just have that collection. Because I, I do like some of the covers that I've seen for mm. the um, digital volume. That, that that has released so far in the Shonen Jump app, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just like, all right, bet. But if they come out with physical copies, I'll cop. I'll just never open it. <laughs> I'll just. Right. just I pers- think my next physical copy, besides the solo level one that I'm actually collecting, will probably mm-hmm. be Kaiju number eight when that drops officially. And I might go back and if they start um, with Spy Family coming out as um, getting an anime adaptation. When they start dropping Spy Family for physical copies in English, I'll probably collect that one too because that was super funny to me. So I, I don't, I have collections from, I have like first volumes, like, like very, very unique first volume from when I was um, part of um, Loot Crate and mm-hmm. I was getting the anime Loot Crate uh, version. And they would always throw a, in the beginning when they first created it, they would throw a manga edition. So I have like rare, like, I have Sword Art Online Progressive Volume 1 Special Edition because it came specifically only in Loot Crate. I have, um, what else? Apogito of Blue Steel, which is the one about the ships. I have One Punch Man Special Volume um, 1. I have like uh, Food Wars Volume 1 Special Edition. All of these came inside of the, um, the Loot Anime Crate. And so I have these like rare volumes, but I never bought any more of them. The first volume that I purchased, I purchased firstly was um, like by myself, not through a crate, but solo leveling. And you already know how I feel about solo levels. So I'm going to be getting every volume. Oh, cool. out. Volume two would be ordered within the next, like probably by Friday. So yeah, I already pre-ordered volume three. It's coming out September 21st, unless they hit us with more delays like they delays, did with like volume they did last two. Time, right. Because so, volume two was pushed back like three months and then it finally dropped and I was like, give me my job. For real. But yeah, like I haven't started a true manga in the collection. And maybe that's because I spend more money on figurines and stuff like that. So I'm just like, do I want to dive into this and add another something of collections? Like, do I, is my house going to be able to hold all this stuff? Like, what am I going to do? So I'm, I'm not trying to create too much of a of a among the collection, but certain things, if it's a must and it's too good and it, I like I enjoyed the hell out of it, I might begin to collect. So I am curious. Yeah, it's making me curious. The one thing I did want to talk about before we slowly start to wrap up the podcast was um your you ventured into comics a lot. 
Yeah. And so we were talking about it a little bit, how, you know, like how the um, Westerners are slowly starting to gear, you know, Westerners are starting to get like anime is starting to become popular in Western culture. Yeah. So from your own perspective overall, like how do you look at the, the one, the merging of Sony and Crunchyroll, but two, how do you look at that as expanding to the Western audience even more? Because Sony in its own right naturally owns Funimation. Yeah. So knowing that Sony owns Funimation and knowing that Sony also has, you know, they have small rights and values on certain things such as Venom, such as Spider-Man and other mm-hmm. comics as well. Knowing that, how do you think that the adaptation is going to go? Like, how do you feel that this transition is going to be? Because with Sony now getting that, they have basically, I feel it's a monopoly. Like, I don't care how you look at it. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a monopoly. monopoly. It is. And I don't know how they were even able to acquire, like, Crunchyroll like that. Because it's like, so now we have one company that's basically producing 90% of anime that come out. Yeah, I get it. Netflix also has its grip on there, but Netflix does it differently. They drop it when they want to drop it. Yeah. Whereas Funimation and Crunchyroll drops it within hours of it dropping in Japan because they get mm-hmm. their translators on. And yes, um, you know, like for example, the release of um Evangelion um 3.0 plus 1.0 for yeah, dropping on Amazon Prime, which I thought was an excellent grab for Amazon Prime because it took so long for the movie to come out. There are other anime streaming sites out there but none of them has the chokehold on it like literally between Crunchyroll and Funimation that's 90% of anime even Disney Plus is stepping because they got Studio Trigger to do Star Wars voices right? and they're also going to have other uh, Japanese studios um, uh, doing some Star Wars projects mm-hmm. as well it's like again like you said Sony basically has they sit on top and alone everybody else is, is straining their neck to look up at Sony Right. Um, so how so, do you feel about just the overall crossover and how do you think it's going to basically, how do you think it's going to hold with anime fans? Like, how do you think, is it going to be a plus thing? Like, how, how do you feel overall just about how what the Western, basically the, the Western hemisphere basically absorbing anime in the way that it's going? How do you feel about that? Like I said, I feel it's a, I feel it's a direct monopoly. I do not care how, how people feel because between it, at first it was what? Crunchyroll okay. and Funimation. And Crunchyroll, I feel, had the better interface. Crunchyroll worked better on every system that I ever used. Funimation, I feel, was lacking, whereas it's like it was slow. It, in order to change stuff, it froze up too much. There was too many issues. Mm-hmm. Now, with these both merging, I'm pretty sure that they, the Funimation app has to look at it like, okay, Crunchyroll interface is so much better. Maybe we should just put everything on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Because it, so- Crunchyroll runs better, and we'll just make sure that the Crunchyroll interface stays the same but we give it the, the our money, you know, to make sure that it continues to be that way. So, yeah, like, how do you look at it? So, well, we got to remember that Sony's originally a Japanese corporation. I mean, they started that, yeah. back yeah. in 1946. So yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, they've, you they've are right always been involved in stuff like this. And um, what I do like about what they're doing is, you know, I never liked the idea of having so many different apps to show different anime when mm. a good number of them also have the same catalog it's just right. there are different variations so it's like oh, okay i can have crunchyroll and there's still plenty of, of anime that i can watch on crunchyroll that someone who has funimation has True. but then there are the the offshoots that i can only watch on funimation or i can only watch on crunchyroll then of course you have a uh, vrv um mm-hmm. that is out there 
uh, and high dive and whatnot. But um, I like that Sony's basically going to put it all under one roof. Hopefully they just come out with one app that is the best of both worlds in the sense of Crunchyroll's, Crunchyroll's, excuse me, Crunchyroll's user interface is much easier to handle Jeez. than Funimation's user interface. It like, really is. Nobody... Sorry, I'm going to cut you off real quick. I heard you talk about High Dive. And mm-hmm. High Dive, I just want to bring this up really quickly. High Dive, they found their niche. And you want to know what their niche was? High Dive was the only streaming site that gave you Redo Healer. We they all wanted, know how, they, we all, to go they, were, they were willing to go <laughs> that far. But now, you know what their niche is now? Their whole thing is, we show uncensored anime. And that's not a bad niche. Not just only referring to Redo Healer, but there's another anime. Like, there's a lot of older anime, like To Love Rue, which is an etchy anime. And there's other anime that are etchy-based, that whereas normal streaming sites, such as Crunchyroll, such as Funimation, won't show i.e. High School DXD. Right. They're (laughs) willing to show the uncensored version of it. So, they're like, okay, we're going to, we understand that we might not be able to beat them referring to as in like catalogs, but we know we have a fan base that wants to see uncensored shit. So we're going to show uncensored stuff. And they literally boldly on Twitter and on different streaming platforms is like, we show uncensored. And a lot of people end up watching stuff through high dive because of that. So I think what is going to be, and you can continue from that. I mm-hmm. think. Finding your niche, you're going to have to find your niche and stick with it. And High Dive found their niche very quickly. That's going to appeal to a lot of fans. But go ahead. I just want to say that. That was also a concern when people were hearing about, because, I mean, Mm -hmm. we knew that Sony had been planning this for a while. It's just they finally got it approved. Right. They were worried about censorship. And that's my hugest right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So for me, putting it all under one app that works, that people don't have to complain about because let's be real everybody complains about Funimation yes. not the catalog just the interface uh, I think it's dope but then they also announced that Sony plans to to do a new um, subscription package for their PS Plus that mm-hmm. includes anime okay okay so, now now we talking you know you know we for, for guys who have PlayStation that's right great for us it's like we pay what 60 dollars a year unless you cop it on when it's on on the low like mm-hmm. my subscription service is is good until 2024 right now because i was you your, your, your psp my ps plus yeah i, I think always, mine's is good until maybe 20 I, it might be 2023 all right yeah. I, I, I doubled up at one point yeah yo sure. when it's when it's when they're selling ps plus uh subs for like twenty thirty dollars yeah I, I, buy, I try to buy one or two <laughs> i'm not there's no shame in that like I know I'm gonna be using like Sony like damn near the rest of my life, so it's yeah. like it makes no sense not to buy the subscription. Exactly. You're cheap as hell. You got the money. Why not? Like I, I, I like to game. I don't game as much nowadays, but mm-hmm. I definitely watch all my TV, my my streaming services on there. I talk to the homies on there. Like it's right. a worthwhile investment. So them offering a new subscription package with anime attached to it, ideal. You yeah. know. Maybe Very that true. anime will be an anime exclusive app that you can only get on on PlayStation, or you can get it, you know, for cheaper if you have a PlayStation. That's, that that's, that's going to be slick. Could that be even like, for example, maybe not with PS PS Five, but maybe the PS Five Pro. Mm-hmm. If this acquisition comes through, maybe oh, you buy a PS Five Pro, you get a free year. Yeah. Like, how many people are going to be like, what? Oh, a free year on anime streaming? 
how scarce people's PS5s are. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's like, what you that's literally that's 60 bucks save automatically, or maybe, maybe they probably won't do a free year, but maybe they'll do maybe three months free. Yeah, because keep in mind, remember earlier in the episode when you were going through the your daily watches, how many Mm -hmm. of those animes did you name were only on Funimation? Uh, I think about like five of them because, yeah, uh, like only ones that is on there, yeah, Vanitas. Urasaki Onisan, Black Company. Oh, I didn't even mention Black Company. How rude of me. I'm sorry, Black Company. Black Company is another um Friday watch. Yeah. And then um the Honor at Magic High, how the uh, realist rebuilt the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It was about like five or no, because the Duke and Maid and um um the detectives already dead. There's about eight. Eight yeah. go to Those eight yep. animes I can't watch through legal means because right. I, I don't have Funimation. It's like, yeah, you can get Funimation, but I also don't want to... I've, I've used Funimation before. Right. I, I the, the headache is not worth it to me. Yeah, and they they got to fix that interface. It's exactly. silly. It, it's so funny. now for Sony to be able to consolidate all of that so I can now watch the same anime that everybody... Because remember, people were talking about Shadow House. Yep. Um, and, and what was... There was another anime from the spring season that you were very high on. Uh, we talk about Vivi. Vivi. Yeah, Vivi. It's like, Vivi. yo, I couldn't watch that. I, I, I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. So now if you bring it all under one place, it just makes it fair. Of course, you would have to offer a higher price. That's no problem. When yeah. you're giving me that much anime right. in now, one I can place. Right. Now I can find 90% of my anime in one place. I have no issue. Like, okay, I get it. I'm going to have to pay more. I get yeah. that. But so, as long as you're doing that. And again, they still have to stay within the same realms of, oh, okay. Like, we have to get this out in a in a month. So now you guys need to go and now you what the main thing you need to do with acquisition, you need to go find out what's making this app go. And what's making this app go is basically shooting out these animes within a month or within a, a um an hour. I said a month, Laura. You have to have this episode out within an hour. Pay them goddamn translators to make sure that that anime is coming out at the time that it's supposed to come out. Honestly, pay your translators so that once you get the episode, you have it out with 30 minutes. You're now absorbed into a company that has money. Sony has money. We know that. So now, one of the pluses, oh, you're going to get your anime out even quicker. Why? Because we have more translators working on stuff. That's how you're supposed to have an acquisition. You improve on the company you acquire so that they make more money for you. And it's hopefully they, you know, some people don't think that way because you know how, you know, money-hungry people, they never think the way that you should really make money. They always think of how they could line their pockets. Horrible business traits, and don't get me started on business because I would be the the I would be the ex the best boss you would ever have. Why? Because I treat my employees like gold. Why? Because mm-hmm. they are gold. But that's a whole another conversation for an entirely different podcast. But that's what they need to do. It should be immediately okay. All our anime are coming out thirty minutes after drop. No matter what, how do you do that? You pay your translators more money. You hire more translators so that they come in and they're ready for certain days when anime drop and it's busy get it out be done cool and then you use the Crunchyroll interface to basically switch up on stuff yeah and then you try to figure out how do we get this into more people's households you're right that, that's the next thing how do we do it so exactly so i don't share the same concerns as most critics who are uh upset about the monopoly like when mm-hmm. it comes to censorship and whatnot i said well i mean 
through legal means, how often are a lot of the anime we consume censored anyway, except for example, like you mentioned, High Dive. Mm-hmm. High Dive is willing to, to go that route and show you uncensored material. Crunchyroll and Funimation had always kind of censored stuff, right? Right. Um, so I, I just think in terms of ease, convenience, and especially for the Western market, bro, you just made everybody's life easier because of the rise in anime. I mean, you look at how many uh, people in the States are, are enjoying anime. What are they anime that they're getting into that they're talking about the most? My Hero Academia, mm-hmm. Demon Slayer, um, One Punch Man, of course, always Jujutai. Dragon Ball. Yeah, and Jujutai I popped is, off like crazy. To, yeah, yeah, that's getting people invested. Um, Reincarnated as Slime is getting people. Mm-hmm. The Promised Neverland before, well, the one season of Promised Neverland was yep. doing what it was supposed to do. Yep. So making it easier for Westerners to really consume is going to always be a win. It's always it's Very going true. to always be a win. So I'm not upset with it. I'm I'm fine with it. I'm happy for it. I, I can't wait for the new uh streaming service that we'll get out of this. Whether they'll give us a whole new streaming app or they'll just update uh, one of the apps to include it. I'm super excited. So, hey, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the acquisition. Okay. And I mean, like I said, I don't have too many gripes. Like I said, if I hope that if they're going to, you know, it, hopefully the censorship doesn't get too, too crazy. But, you know, if they do start to censor stuff, hopefully they understand and they reel it back a little bit. Or maybe they keep both apps and, okay, maybe Crunchyroll is going to show more of this, the uncensored stuff. Funimation, maybe not because that's like our parent thing, but you know, maybe Crunchyroll will throw more uncensored stuff on there. And the one thing I have noticed when watching the ESN deities, it's the first time on the Crunchyroll app that I saw is I saw it show TVMA at the top. First mm-hmm. time. And I noticed that and I was like, hmm, maybe that's what they're going to start doing. Because in order to get mature content, you have to switch over the button on your Crunchyroll app. I've been switched that thing over a long time ago. But after you switch it over, you don't know what's mature and what's not. Mm-hmm. But for the first time on the Crunchyroll app, it said TVMA when watching the 18 deities. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if it's going to continue like that. Like now I want to see the next anime that's more gory and violent. And I wonder what they're going to rate that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. And maybe they did the TVMA to give people a heads up of what's going to happen in 18 deities. I don't think that was enough of a heads up, but I wonder if they did that just like, oh, okay, well, we've rated TVMA so people won't be shocked. It's more like, ah, no, make sure it has trigger warning and then you're good. But yeah, I'm curious to how that's going to go and I'm curious how the censorship, hopefully it doesn't change because we know Sony censors a lot of shit and that's what pisses off a lot of people when it comes to video games. Sony, you know, Sony had their hands in video games and a lot of that stuff was censored. So Hopefully it's not such a large thing. I'm, you know, the acquisition, it happened. There's not much we can do about it now. And like I said, it's a monopoly. I don't care what anybody says. It is a monopoly. But hopefully they don't, you know, shut us out and piss off the consumers. Because honestly, the consumers is what makes the anime market as large as what it is right now. So you piss us off, it, it things will go downhill very fast. So, well, that was the one question I wanted to for sure get to you. And honestly, hey, it's around the time that we can wrap it up. So, as we normally say, go ahead, plug your socials. So, go ahead and let them know where you're from and what you do, good sir. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, you know who it is. It is Prince A. Lawal of uh, of basically many hats, right? Um, Also known as Prince Issue, also known as Laburu, also known as Son of Darkseid, also known as the Kang variant, also known as Anikulapo. 
and uh, also known as the Jinn of, of Apocalypse. Um, you can catch me on Ocean 8 Podcast. Yeah, at this point, I've just accepted <laughs> not villainy. So most of my names are, are on that route. Like, Yo, like here it is right. Did you hear all? I wish I, I hope y'all are listening to the final end of the podcast. Did y'all hear my man's names? All his names were evil in some way, shape, or form, and he's accepted that. We all get it. His very yeah. we learn from when his variants were wild. But again, that's an old podcast. If you want to know, I'll listen to it. Laburu and Anikulapa mean terrible things <laughs> in Yoruba. So um, we just don't leave it there. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but you can catch me on the Ocean 8 podcast. You can catch me um, on Inside the Mind of a Blur. Definitely check that out. Follow us on Twitter at the Blurred Mind Pod. I run the Twitter account. Steve runs the Instagram account. Same handle. Um, Osa and A Podcast also has a Twitter account that I run, Osa mm-hmm. underscore A Podcast. Um, you can also follow, uh, make sure you go check out Hip Mop merch. Definitely, definitely. Yes, definitely do that. Definitely um, follow mine off the mixer. Uh, mm-hmm. I know there's some stuff that is coming soon in the latter half of this, in the latter portion of this year. Yes, so yes. Stay tuned for that. Uh, check out Anime Lately. Check out Careful for Spoilers. Check out Spicy Lady Entertainment and Spicy Lady Gaming. I'm on mm-hmm, Twitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look, my link tree is gonna be in the bio. Uh, I was about to say, I honestly, just drop the link tree, dog. Yeah, you, you already know what the link tree. And hey, you know it's already bad because you know his link tree. You know when link trees pop up, they go up quick, right? Because it's just links. Yeah, his link tree it takes a little bit of time to load because he has so many. Just <laughs> like, like ten just things you with, click on. Just <laughs> bear with his link tree, y'all. Like, cause his link tree is long because he's just he's everywhere. So nonetheless, oh, it'll load. It just takes a little bit longer. Like old boy from Kuroko's, I'm inevitable. Yo, oh, like <laughs> I just why. knew you was gonna get one of those in. I back of my head, I'm like, he's gonna say this once in the past. I know he's going to. Yeah. So I'm inevitable. Um. <laughs> So definitely find me on all those platforms. Support all the homies. You know, if if you like it, I love it or whatever. Um, All all the homies are doing big things with their platforms. And I'm just happy to be along with for the ride and to help them achieve their uh, visions and and just have fun with them. Everyone that I've worked with, um, it's just great vibes all around. It's always fun. Um, And we get along so well. Even when it comes to it, mom, and there's nine of us, and you know how right. we get in the group chat too, and all episodes, you know how well we get. Speaking of which, I'm gonna take this time to be like, uh, hi, Crystal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he cannot contain the pettiness, I swear. I'm hey. just saying, hi, Crystal. Uh, also, hi, Cam. Hey, Cam. Um, that's it. That's all I got. So, that's my closing. I'm just saying hi. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> Hey yo, it's your boy Black, also known as SSSS Black, also known as Nico Robin and Eris and Scarlet Purse Holder, also known as the Wholesome Anti-Hero, and also known as Aphrodite's Titty Holder. Ladies and gentlemen, you hear the carnage that we just caused. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This is with your boy Prince. Little bro, always coming in, always causing hell. Nothing's ever nothing, nothing was the same as the, the Drake album goes. But nonetheless. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode, and we've been giving y'all, obviously, these episodes where you're getting to know more of the Ip Mob crew. Of course, we're going to push out more episodes and get more Ip Mob crew in here. So if you've been enjoying these uh, episodes with all of the different uh, people from Ip Mob, make sure you go show them some love. Click on their ridiculously long link trees or their Twitter handles, naturally. And yeah, you know, go follow these people because they produce lots of content, and they have 
great content that they produce that they're always backing that they're always behind they're passionate behind what they do they love talking it with people and these guys and gals are honestly always approachable on twitter if you got comments questions feel free to hit them up feel free to tag them they respond back they're pretty good so and that goes for me as well you know hey any questions comments concerns mailnakamixer at gmail.com always open if you want to get your questions read onto the podcast that's always the easiest way to get to us or tagging me on Twitter at Black Hole Player. Again, my um, link tree is also connected because I YouTube game and all that stuff. So feel free to hit us up. But other than that, with this episode, we out. Peace.